If you're finding the Relationship Alive podcast to be helpful, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. Every little bit counts. To choose something that feels right for you, just visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, I would like to thank Jordan, Lara, Neil, and Lita. Thank you so much for your generous support of our podcast. Also, this week's episode is going to feature my beloved co-host, Chloe Urban. If you haven't had a chance yet to check out her websites, you can find out more about the work that she does, and it's amazing. Visit ChloeFaithUrban.com, and she spells her name with an H. So it's C-H-L-O-E, Faith Urban, U-R-B-A-N.com. You can also find Chloe and me in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook, where as of today, we have gathered more than 1,300 amazing people to support each other in having amazing relationships. So if you're on Facebook, come find the Relationship Alive community and join up. And in today's episode, Chloe and I are going to be talking about an important aspect of a successful relationship, all about fun and lightness. And if you don't master communication with your partner, this is one area where things can quickly go wrong. So in order to take your communication to the next level, check out my free communication guide, my top three relationship communication secrets. To pick that up, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And I think that's it. So it's time to get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. <laughs> and I'm here along with my illustrious co-host for today, Chloe Urban. And we are here to talk about, to continue our series on the successful principles of relationship. And in particular, we are using the vows that we vowed to each other when we got married last summer as a, a platform to talk about these principles for a successful relationship. The last time we were here was in episode 126, where we were talking about how to support each other without being codependent. And that was in episode 126, if you're interested in hearing principle number one. But today we're here to talk about the second principle, which is, I was going to say one of the most important principles, but... They're all important. They're all important. <laughs> Um, so equally as important as all the other ones <laughs> that we're going to be talking about is today's principle. And maybe we just dive in by saying what the vow was, and then we can talk about how you can implement this in your life and in your partnership, and also why this one in particular is so important, although it might be evident to you upon hearing it. <laughs> Should I read it? Yeah. All right. So our vow number two. Wait, you mean you don't have it memorized? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to make sure it's word for word. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I vow to bring lightness, humor, play, and fun into our daily lives. That's it. That's it. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> So this one for us has been absolutely a huge part of our our five years together. And both of us are very playful people and love to laugh and joke around. But I think that no matter if you think of yourself as a playful person or not, bringing lightness, humor, play, and fun into each and every day is so important and can help in so many different ways in your life, your relationship, and just your overall well-being. Yeah, there are a couple 
key aspects that come to mind for me about this. The first, as you highlighted a moment ago, Chloe, is the word play. And we've talked a lot about the what's happening in our bodies when we get triggered and when the part of us, our, primarily our prefrontal cortex, when that shuts down because we've gone into some state of fight or flight. And that part of your brain, when it shuts down, is the part of your brain that's also responsible for your playfulness, your creativity. And so this is highlighting the commitment to being in that part of your brain, which would have sounded kind of funny as a marriage vow. Like I <laughs> vow to be in my prefrontal cortex as much as possible. <laughs> But that's essentially one of the things we're talking about here is is a right. commitment to being there. And and then the other thing is um, that jumped out at me immediately was that we made it a commitment that we are both responsible for being fun and being light and and joking around and and doing that in ways that are fun and light. So not joking around at each other's expense. Right. Um, Which can be easy to do. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that never happens with us, but you know, we've seen it. We've with seen other it in people. exactly yeah. all the time. Um, in others. <laughs> not including us. And but so and it's funny to to talk about it. As a responsibility, because what could sound more, what could sound more serious, less serious? Anyway, what could sound more serious than the word responsibility? And yet here we are talking about the responsibility that we each have in our relationship to be light, to be playful, to create um, an atmosphere that fosters fun and joy actually isn't in that, but it's it's part of what makes joy happen is that playfulness. Right. I mean, joy feels like one of those things that all of those play into creating is a joyful life. Right. Full of connection and lightness and all of it kind of funnels into the joy. Right. I, that's true. That It's like breaking. When you say joy, like what does that even mean? This is one way of breaking joy down into some of its constituent parts. I don't want to break joy down too much. <laughs> only to bring joy back up again. So what, what comes in for me too, as we're talking is really those moments when it is, you know, you are kind of down and it's, you're, you're either fighting or it's just one of those days where you're so, darn busy that you can barely come up for air, let alone have moments of play and joy and fun in your day, which, you know, happens with us, you know, we're busy people. And I mean, I know we hear this from so many of just like, how, how do you, you know, come to these places of joy and play and lightness when you're in a hard, a hard moment? And a couple of ways to do that. One, and I don't know if this is appropriate for all times, obviously, but well, okay. There are a couple things. One thing that is just hysterical and I've talked about many a time is like when I'm, when I am, you know, triggered or just kind of in a slumped place where it's just like, ugh, you know, which let's be honest can happen often. And, Neil sometimes just looks at me and just starts laughing, you know, in the most loving way. But we both just get the humor of, you know, the six-year-old part that's up, that's hijacked me. And I'm talking like ridiculousness all over the place. And Neil's just, he just sort of looks at me, puts his hand on my knee and it just sort of starts chuckling. And there's something that's so regulating about that for me. And obviously for every relationship, you're going to want to 
find what your boundaries are around that and if you actually have permission and how to do it in a way that might actually work for you. But I know for me that him just bringing that lightness, it's almost hard to take myself seriously when in a lot of times when you're in a triggered place like that, I mean, all bets are off and a lot of what you're saying isn't really true, right? So that has been one way that we have brought lightness into hard moments. The other thing to mention, and I think this actually comes into play in a lot of things in relationship, a lot of opportunities where it's really like almost, I know for myself, it's like, I know I'm committed to humor, play, fun, lightness, as much as we can possibly be together. And And sometimes it takes like almost pretending like I'm going to drag myself out of this pit of despair or this anger that I'm feeling at you or this resentment or the fact that whatever you left the yogurt out on the counter again, like whatever it is, like I may have to kind of drag myself out, but there's a way that that helps you know, if you drag yourself out and then kind of make a joke or just like, you know, a lot of times I'll, you know, humor might look like being really ridiculous in the way in which I like talk to Neil. I might talk in a really high voice and call him, you know, stupid little names or nicknames, or I might just jump on him and actually like full out, like jump into his arms, like to surprise him and just bringing play that might feel forced in the beginning, but within just a couple of minutes, it helps to bring regulation and connection between the two of you. You know, maybe you're in just like a stupid little fight in the kitchen. What if one of you just like went over and kind of bear hugged the other or tackled each other or made a joke or obviously not at the other's expense, but how to just bring the play, even when it feels a little forced at the beginning, because it will bring you back into connection and regulation. So that makes me think of something really important, which is that usually you're the one who leaves the yogurt on the counter. That's Oh, come on. (laughs) Hey, babe. Yeah? We have to talk for a moment about our sponsors. Oh, right. And this first sponsor, I am so incredibly excited about. I can't even tell you. Why are you so excited? Because they are my all-time favorite snack. I know. They're amazing. And I can't tell you, we have searched high and low for something that's easy, convenient, that you can just pop into your bag. And at the same time, when you eat it, it's really tasty, really healthy, and it keeps you full for a long time. Right. And it definitely helps us with those bouts of hangriness that occur more often than not. Yes, sadly, because we're busy and we don't always remember to eat when we're supposed to. (laughs) Sadly. But thankfully, we have our Our X-Bars. And they are one of the sponsors of this week's episode. And they are offering 25% off to you for your first order if you visit rxbar.com slash alive and use the coupon code alive. You'll get 25% off. That's incredible. Yeah. I feel like I need to go right now and order like eight boxes. And we would probably eat those in eight days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go too crazy. But the amazing thing about them is they're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. There's no artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, fillers. You can actually read every single ingredient on the back and know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. And you have them with you all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I basically have two of them in my bag at all times, wherever I go in case of emergency. Yeah. And I'm glad you have two because that way, if I ask you for one... I actually will give it to you. Right. <laughs> the other thing that's amazing is our really picky kids actually eat these too. That's true. Yeah. So you should try them because they're amazing. And you'll thank us. Trust me. So visit rxbar.com slash alive and use the coupon code alive for 25% off. And even though this isn't their actual slogan, we made up a slogan for them just for this show. 
So, and I think you'll get it once you hear it. So, you ready, Chloe? I'm ready. Okay. Our X bars, they hold you. Get it? <laughs> They're totally going to steal that from us. I think you're right. So, babe, there's another sponsor for this week's episode, and they are also incredibly cool. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's this site called Yoga Glow. And I have to tell you a little about them. They offer online yoga and meditation classes that you can take whenever you want, wherever you are, because you can stream them on your computer, on your phone. Um, I could do it while I'm driving. Maybe not while you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Especially not the deep meditation. Yeah, that sounds a little dangerous. But they offer all these different levels of classes and you can work on your strength, your flexibility. They offer relaxation and and programs that help with insomnia. Mm, I need that. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. And I'm too busy most of the time to get in my car and drive to a yoga studio or a meditation studio to do this stuff. So... For me, it's really helpful to be able to just sign in and do something right there where I am. Um, so Yoga Glow does offers you all of this for only $18 a month. What? Yeah. That's like less than a yoga class. I know. One. I know. It's amazing. And it's incredible. they're offering also for you two weeks free to try them out just for signing up. So you can visit yogaglow.com slash alive and sign up and you'll get two weeks free to try out all the different things that they offer. That's Yoga Glow, yoga, and then the word G-L-O, so there's no W on the end there, dot com slash alive for two weeks free. Wow, I've definitely got to try that out. Let's do it tonight. Sounds great. Awesome. No, but seriously, <laughs> the I like what you were saying about, one, it's true that that you're committed to this lightness or we are committed to this lightness. One is committed to this lightness. And the reason that you have to be committed to it is because the time that it matters most is when it's going to be the hardest for you. You can celebrate it and appreciate it when it's coming easy for you, when you're naturally in a moment of playfulness and and lightheartedness. Awesome. And the times when you're going to lean on your commitment is when Things feel like hell and you're um, and you have to be reminded like, oh, right. Like I've said somewhere in me, I've declared that it's important. It's just as important to be light as it is to be right in this moment. Mm. I just made that up. Yeah, that was great. So you have to remind yourself that that it's hashtag right <laughs> hashtag something. You have to be light <laughs> over right. Right, light too light to not I... make a right. I don't know. Anyway, the point being that you um, right you you have to have it within you that you've made this commitment and recognize it even in the most challenging moment, and it can feel like you're pulling yourself back mm-hmm. from the deepest depths of in a, like this, this doesn't feel appropriate at all um, <laughs> to like make a joke or to just smile and laugh. And, and I have to say, you know, I appreciate that that's been helpful with, with me and Chloe that I've been able to just kind of smile at times when things are getting a little too serious. Um, and sometimes let's be honest, it doesn't work. Right. It just makes me more angry. But it it usually works. Right. And it, t- it took practice and being willing to take a risk. And, right. you know, it probably didn't work a bunch at the beginning. And then because <laughs> there's a lot of timing involved in, in that. Uh-huh. And, and also, I think, you know, just to be fair, part of what's going on is I am listening to you. I'm not just like oh, making totally. light of what's going on for you. No, no. It's more about how serious life can seem. There's always an opportunity for me to look at whatever is going on and to feel like, wow, this is really like this is the most important thing happening right here and now, which in some cases is good. Right. When you're being present with your partner, you want to feel like, yeah, like you are the most important thing going on right here and now. Uh, but when it's situational or something that's really bringing me down or bringing Chloe down or bringing you down, then 
it's helpful to have a reminder that it doesn't have to be as big as we are making it out to be. Right. In fact, some of the best humor in the world that I appreciate the most anyway is where it takes something really serious and just makes a joke out of it. And you get to see like even these serious, hard things are, um, can still, you can still laugh at them. You can still step back and be like, wow, this is, this is absurd. Even if it's just like that kind of laughter is like recognizing how absurd things can be when they all go wrong, as an example. Right. Right. And I think too that there's such safety we've created with ourselves. So it really depends on where you are in your relationship. There's a safety that I know that Neil truly does value me and what I have to say and my concerns. And he wants to be supportive and loving. And he, he really is listening. And it doesn't mean that when he brings that laughter in or the smiling at my ridiculousness, it's not, it's not a way to like shut me up or to be passive aggressive or anything like that. It's really just like, how can we lighten this up so that I come back to my adult self and he can be in his adult self and we can actually have a conversation that's constructive, loving, connecting, lighter, even when it's a hard conversation. You yeah. know, there are those some of those conversations, no matter what, it's going to be a challenging conversation. But how to bring the most lightness and play into even those conversations. And when it gets a little heated, whether it's really like making a joke or it's like, you know, sometimes it does require taking space. But it just as much as we possibly can bring the lightness, fun, humor, we try to do that. Yeah. One of the things that you just reminded me of from before was how creating a smile or a laugh or something that like breaks the pattern of right. whatever it is that's happening can be like a jump start to the prefrontal cortex, to that exactly. part of your brain. So, and it's, there's like a, a force to that, to the, like, even the way that laughter, I think, feels in your body, it shakes things up. Totally. Um, and so that can, in a way, jolt you out of the doldrums of seriousness or problems or whatever it is. Um, right. And I mean, I remember, too, there have been moments where, for me in particular, and I think this is this happens with many, many is anger and like triggeredness and anger is really the, it's like the cover up for grief. So I've found that, you know, I might be in a kind of resentful, angry place, kind of like, you know, and Neil might kind of bring in a humor and it actually lets me kind of let go of the anger, let go of that, like, fight flight kind of a feeling and actually let myself feel what's underneath. You know, it brings it back into like regulation, even if regulation means tears or like release of some sort, it might be laughing until I'm just crying, which is a good thing. You know how it, it just helps to bring back the regulation. So wherever the stuck energy is, wherever that like fight flight or that freeze feeling, wherever that is, really letting it just flush through. And that might look like laughter into tears. That might just look like lightness and fun and play. How many times have I cried while laughing, you know, at the same time with the grief and the play all there. So there's just a way in which the lightness and the humor can help to take those blocks and, and release them into whatever is actually really going on. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that time and time again. There's a couple other things I, I wanted to address here. One being sex. Mm, nothing's funnier than sex. Nothing is funnier <laughs> than sex. <laughs> but really with sex, I feel like so many people take it way too seriously. Like way too seriously. And whether it's just sort of like this thing that you do and you're quiet and it's kind of not, you know, there's so many ways. Everyone has a different 
you know, approach to their sex life. And sometimes it can just be like, okay, we're going to do it because that's what you do, right? As a married couple or together. And it's just like, it's, you know, and I, I, I think a lot of people more than you might even think don't really communicate that much while they're making love. And it's, it's not necessarily a very relaxing experience for a lot of people. I mean, especially for people who have dealt with some sort of trauma, it can be a really kind of challenging thing where you're just on the verge of the fight, flight, freeze pattern all the way through. And one tool that we found to really unlock those blocks and that tension is by bringing humor in. Yeah. And, you know, you'll, we mentioned this in our online course, Thriving Intimacy, of really even bringing, like, a lot of times we'll speak gibberish to each other while we're making love. I know that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but there's a way in just, like, creating the the tones in our voice that bring lightness and play and humor without actually speaking words that can sometimes, for me, be triggering. It just, it, it brings a lightness so that I can just continue to to find myself in a regulated place instead of a really um, unregulated and and you know fight flight freeze place so that we can find relaxation play lightness fun curiosity in our sexual connection and that has been a, a really important and key element to to a sex life that feels lighter and more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And it can also feel less serious during times when we're having less sex. Right. So that it, so that that also doesn't become something that necessarily weighs us down or feels like a burden or like, like it's a big problem because it's, it's part of uh, this this common thread of um, I think there's something about lightness and play and humor and these things that we keep talking about that also adds this spice of in the end, everything is okay. Right. In the end, we're good. And even if this isn't good right now, in the end, like underneath it all is a current of we're good. And that's part of the safety, I think, that Chloe was just talking about. And and also, it's part of that. I think I, I'm coming back to the commitment to bring lightness. Right. It's the commitment to letting that be the ground that things are standing on. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a true pillar, a principle. Now, I interrupted you maybe because... I think you said you had two things and one of them was sex. And then <laughs> I just was thinking about sex. Um, I don't know why right, that would happen. You just got totally distracted. <laughs> was the, back, was the second back. one sex? No, it actually wasn't. But is there anything else we want to talk about sexually and bringing lightness and fun and humor and into the Well, those are some experience? good ones. And I'm glad you mentioned our course. We have a seven-week course called Thriving Intimacy. Um, that if you haven't checked it out, you should visit neilsatin.com slash course, and you can see the course that we do. And you may have checked out the webinar that we did. Um, we're about to do it again, um, and we'll let you know if you're if you're on. If we have your email address, we'll let you know when that's happening because so we're going to do some new stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, the course is there. It's a seven week long course. That And one of the key elements that we're trying to bring into every aspect that we teach is humor and play and how important that is, whether you're talking about your presence with your partner, all the way through to overcoming triggers with your partner, all the way through to like how you how you are in the world. I've just picked like a few of the elements of our course. And I think we're touching on a lot of that right here and now, like how, how humor and lightness works its way in. Um, Yeah. Do you, so anything else about sex? I mean, I could talk about sex for a while, but that's not (laughs) what we're supposed to be talking about, right? Supposed to, who's supposed to be doing anything? 
<laughs> here we are. Well, I'm not going to be able to keep it light for too long without getting really serious about sex. <laughs> um, well, is there any other key key points that we're missing around sex and lightness? Let's just call it good for now. And if we, if we, if think, we of it, think of anything else, we'll, we'll come, come back. back. Yeah. All right. Um, the second thing I just didn't, I, I just was remembering uh, a funny thing that my friend actually said that she brought into her relationship. And we've tried this on, you know, quite a bit, actually. And, and to be honest, we've actually done days of talking in accents together. But my friend and her partner had this practice of, you know, when it started getting heated, it was like they had made a vow together that they would only fight in a British accent and they were American because it brought just like a completely, it, it like helped them not go into the doldrums of like a, a different, like, you know, the same kind of thing that they're always in. It just helps bring like a different perspective and energy in. So it didn't feel like the same thing over and over. Or they would even like, you know, bring in swear words at certain moments or whatever. And, you know, we've done that plenty of bringing in just swear words. <laughs> <laughs> we bring in swear words all the time. In fact, I'm surprised at myself that I haven't sworn yet, you know. <laughs> But anyways, all I'm saying this is... This is a family program, though. Not really, I don't actually, think it is. I think it's rated or put as explicit in a lot true. of the iTunes. What is it? I didn't know what explicit meant. I just... <laughs> we're explicitly talking about relationships. Right. We're not talking about other things. Um, so anyways, I'm just saying there's all these different ways. And, and they found a way to bring lightness and humor into how they had hard conversations. And I, that's just another um, example. So you can really almost have a conversation together about how it is that you would bring humor and play and lightness in that really matches your, um, your flavor together. Yeah. You know, Neil and I love gibberish because that's just like something that works for us. But you you two both might feel completely ridiculous. Like that was that would never that would never make you relax. In fact, it would make you really nervous to have to speak gibberish. So to all I just bring that up is like, how do we each relationship? How do we have these conversations where we make agreements around what what we have permission to do. Maybe somebody, you know, maybe one of you really doesn't want to be laughed at when they're feeling crappy and that's okay. But to find the lightness and humor that works for your unique combination. Yeah. I think is really important. Yeah. Um, so first I just have to say, if you're in the UK um, it's not like there's anything no, inherently no, no, funny no. about the way that you talk. No. Um, it's, we, I, I did not mean that at all. I just wanted to make that clear. Right. Or or if you're in Australia or, you know, France, wherever you are. Um, Accents the, are nothing to, nothing to be funny. It's just, it breaks it up. Right. It creates, it creates something different. And... You know, when I'm trying to speak with a British accent, it's funny because... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's very unnatural. So, but if you're in another country and thinking like, why are they making fun of me? That's not what's happening. No. You should try to talk like us and And you'll get a laugh out yeah, of your partner. Exactly. <laughs> um, in fact, if you've heard enough of me, you've probably picked up on some of my mannerisms and things that I say that are... That Chloe has a habit of pointing out every so often and you know they might sound funny coming out of your mouth so i encourage you to try that out <laughs> just start speaking neil satin yeah so this actually there was this one other thing and this may be where we where we end but we'll see what what else emerges but i was thinking what if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of experience with like being funny or being playful, like somehow along the way, your life has just gotten really serious. And 
so how do you reclaim that mm-hmm. if it's something? And I, I have a feeling that you, if you're like, if you're nodding your head right now, there was a time when you knew how to play and where that was more easeful for you, for sure. And you also wouldn't be uh, abnormal to have lost it along the way because we all oh, live yeah. very busy, serious lives. We have parents sometimes who come down on us for being jokesters. Um, and so, so it wouldn't surprise me if there's some part of you that's like, well, I don't, I don't totally know how to do that. And obviously we've given you some ideas here, but I'm wondering if we can go a little bit deeper mm. with a few suggestions to help you uncover your own personal brand of lightness and humor and, and, you know, so you're not just trying to copy some comedian, you know, so you're finding it for yourself. It's a great point. Yeah. Um, and then I just looked at Chloe. Right. Like she somehow. <laughs> like I now have to answer that, even though it was your thought. Figure it, figure it out, <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Instantaneously. Well, a few things came up for me that, um, you know, some of you might say absolutely not. But um, for us, another way of play has been in dance. Mm-hmm. And we have a weekly dance practice and it, it's basically play for two hours. And not to say that necessarily it's dance for you, but is there an activity like that? Is it, you know, just taking a walk in the city and and just sort of having lightness and and joking about different signs while you're walking down the street? Like, what is a practice that you might be able to bring into your life? You know, or is it that you go to comedy shows if you're, you know, somewhere where you can actually go and watch comedy together? Um, You know, even the Osho joke book just popped in. It's a really, really thick joke book that Osho did. And let's just say that it's extremely inappropriate, extremely inappropriate. So I may not have um, I may have just outed us of being really horrible people, but you know, whether it's the Osho joke book or other ways of just like finding, finding your own humor together, or is it like, is there a board game even, or just different ways to, you can, you can sort of try it together and see what actually brings that lightness, humor, play back into your life. And it might just be you have to try on a few different ideas before you kind of like, oh, this is what actually lights me up and brings me back into that playful, um, you know, humor-filled place. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, one thing that can really help is giving yourself some unstructured time every so often. Mm-hmm. where you yeah where you don't have something you have to do or you're supposed to do or any um anything that's required of you um and allowing yourself to be bored and to get creative um just like you might do with your kids doing that for yourself is a great way to open up your own play circuits um even just you know, doodling on paper or um, try like if there's something that you always thought, well, I've I've always been horrible at this. Like actually trying it out as a as a grown up, um, because so many of those things, um, you know, like here's a perfect example from my own life. Um, I like to take beeswax. Our kids are in Waldorf school, so they molt, they form things with beeswax. So I'll take beeswax and I'll make a little animal out of it. This isn't um, necessarily um, being silly or joking around. This is for me like an expression of play and creativity and, you know, I'll make little animals and it actually brings a lot of joy to my life. And I feel like it's opening up just the general play circuit of creativity. And I mean, play in a sense is, being willing to be in the moment and to just let whatever happens happen or to try something mm-hmm. and um and to fail and to be okay with it mm-hmm. um i mean that's some of the brilliance of clowning is 
being willing to be in the moment and try and fail and to laugh right along with everyone mm. at, at what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm reminded too of just, um, I've been reading the big magic book, you know, Liz Gilbert, and she talks about the, really, it's like the fear that comes up is so natural. Play is the unknown. Play is at the edge of the unknown. Creativity is at the edge. You, you go into it not knowing an outcome. Like, you know, when Neil and I start laughing together, who the heck knows where we're going or what joke might come next? Or if we're dancing, what move might come next? Or whatever it is. And there's this willingness to be sort of have the fear there on the edge, but not have it run you so that you can be in the place of the unknown in a way that's staying in lightness and curiosity. And, and just to say like, it's, everyone has that fear circuit that might come up of like, Oh God, I might look ridiculous or all the, you know, all the things that could come up. But to just like honor that without it taking over and then allowing yourself to to feed that play circuit because it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And to really just surrender to the fact that you might not know where it's going. And sometimes it might be a big fail and then you can laugh about that. And sometimes it might be like, oh my God, I just laughed until I cried for two hours because we were making ridiculous comments that just kept rolling off our tongue like who the hell heck knows excuse my language and then one other thing came up too is like depending on if this would work for you but wrestling can be a really fun and playful way you know of just being like okay we're gonna we're gonna take a half an hour and we're just gonna wrestle don't be too rough with each other but just like laughing and see who can you know pin the other or Maybe you're trying to like nibble the other's ear, but you're trying to block each other. Like just coming up with ridiculous things that are just sort of like a way to get the play juices flowing. Yeah. Careful with the nibbling. We don't want anyone to <laughs> lose an earlobe on our account. But you, yeah, I think that's an awesome. Lick your Licking ear. might be better. Yeah. Licking. Um, <laughs> No, that's great. And, uh, you know, I think I will. I'll try to get like a comedian or something for the show just to talk about like the art of being funny. Um, and I know there are great books and things where you can learn a little bit about like you don't have to decide that you're going to become, say, a stand up comedian to read a book about how to be a stand up comedian even if it's just about discovering what it is about your own world that you find funny or, or how you uncover that sense of timing that works for you. Because the, that's one of the unique things about humor and playfulness is that it all is unique to you. And the more I think about it, the more I think that sometimes what makes something amazing to see is when an artist, whether that be a, a clown, a comedian, a dancer, whoever it is, it's like they tap into that current of what's uniquely them. And it allows the people watching and experiencing, it allows you to experience what's uniquely you. Like that's why you're laughing along with them or crying along with them or in awe of what it is that you're seeing. You're tapping into yourself the way that they are tapping into themselves and their unique greatness. So, so I would encourage you to even explore this question of playfulness and, and humor and, um, you know, to look, look around you in the world and say, what is it like, what do I actually find funny? And when you find yourself laughing at something, I don't, I don't think it's going to ruin it for you to take a moment and, and ask yourself, why was I laughing just then? Like, what was so funny about that? Right. And you, cause you could learn something about you and, and that, that convergence of what you find to be amusing or playful or creative in the world and, and how that meets what happens in the world around you. Is that making sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, good. Yeah. At and least it makes I just, sense to you. <laughs> I just want to say too, though, absolutely no pressure on, 
even being funny. Like this vow isn't like I'm vowing to be funny every day. Good point. It's not about that necessarily. Although, of course, if that's something you want to, that's just a way to bring play in as being funny, you know. Right. But humor was just one of those things. There's absolutely no pressure for you to now go and learn, you know, clowning or come- like you don't don't feel pressure that you now have to become a comedian to have a successful relationship at all. It's really just all these different ways, like which of the facets of humor, play, lightness, fun speaks to you and your relationship together and and how to weave it in and absolutely no pressure on doing any of these things to be funny or anything but it's really just how to what works for you and how to find your lightness and play and humor together yeah i want to get real for a second though i mean not that we haven't been real but (laughs) the if you're really serious let's get really real If you're not feeling, if you're not laughing in your relationship ever, if you're feeling like it's serious all the time, if they're, if it's always dark instead of light, like any of these, if you take these words that we've been using and turning them around, then we don't have to create pressure for you because you're already feeling the pressure. Right. It's no fun to be in a relationship where you never laugh. And what's so important about this vow to be, to bring humor, lightness, uh, playfulness, what was the other one? I should have memorized it by now, um, into your daily life, humor, humor is to, is that it's your responsibility. Like you can look, it's so easy to look at your relationship and be like, well, I never laugh. I'm out of here. And if instead you can be like, wow, I never laugh. What am I doing to help us laugh? Right. What am I doing to help my partner see that it's not all so serious? Um, That's why it's so important to have that commitment and to feel like, no, we don't want to put pressure on you to like be the next amazing stand-up comic. Not at all. Or to even be the one to make your partner laugh because that's like, I think, a recipe for disaster. Right. But what... (laughs) But what can you do to take on the responsibility of holding your part in the in the in the container of your relationship for for bringing that energy in for bringing the energy of joy and lightness and and if you're not then it's really hard to blame your partner cuz it could be that you're just on that ride you know the downward spiral ride um, which, you know, that should be, they should have that at some amusement park, like the downward, downward spiral. spiral. <laughs> you got to climb really high and then it just goes down. Um, judgment and right. it has all the words on the side. <laughs> we're at the judgment phase of the downward spiral. Right. Now we're the, at the resentful stage of the downward spiral. So the point being, yes, Chloe, I agree with you. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like there's some pressure on you um, listening. And if you're feeling like this, then you're feeling the pressure. And so the recipe out is to, is to remember like, okay, I, I do have a part in this. I can, I can see what I can do. And that may mean that you have to be resourced outside of yourself just like right. you're you're willing to do listening to us here, um, it may be like, all right, like maybe I don't know a lot about how to be funny or maybe I don't understand my partner and what makes what inspires them to feel playful. And and so how do you take that on and get curious about that? It may lead you down a path that we haven't even mentioned here. Right. Like what does what does play even mean to you? And what makes you feel more alive rather than contracted and self-conscious, you know, or maybe it's the self-consciousness that you have to kind of just be okay with for a minute until it breaks through. Yeah. And you may need to go meta with your partner, meaning like if you're trying to bring the lightness and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) um, I'm, this is serious. Then you might actually have to take a step back and be like, Hey, you know, I'm just, like, I'm not trying to make light of of you or this. Like, I'm just trying to take responsibility for bringing some lightness into our lives. And 
Um, and maybe that's something you can do too at some point. And maybe we talk about that at a different time when it's not so heated. That would probably be a good idea. Um, but it's worth it to talk to your partner about what you're doing so that they have a sense of like, oh, this isn't just you trying to distract us from something really serious. No, in fact, it's actually trying to help the situation so that we can actually still be in our prefrontal cortex and be in the creativity and openness that that allows so that the conversation can actually be helpful and productive instead of just a downward spiral of hell. Right. The downward spiral of hell. That's the next. I think we should consult for amusement parks. We're, let's just give that idea away for free. Yeah. Whomever is listening that has those contacts, it's yours for the taking. <laughs> All right. I, that feels complete to me. How yeah. I mean, I think there's plenty more to say. And yet this feels good. Okay. And just really, I just urge you to, to have those conversations and to really feel out what resonates with you and your connection and what's really going to feed it and bring in that lightness and, um, you know, bring you down the road to joy together. Absolutely. Or up the road to joy or not the down or up is any thing there's right i mean that's the funny thing is you were talking about pulling like how it can feel like oh it's so challenging to get to a light place when things are heavy but once you get yourself there then it becomes pretty easeful yeah that's that's funny it it's like then you're going down again but the other side of the hill right right now we need to stop okay So if this brings up anything for you and you want to reach out, um, you can write to me, neilius at neilsatin.com. You can write to both of us. Our email address together is thrive at thenewloveparadigm.com. And you can also check out Chloe's website, which we mentioned earlier. We did. did. Oh, Um, great. ChloeFaithUrban.com, where you can find out more about her work and reach out to her directly and or find us in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Um, So thank you so much for being with us here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. Oh, great. It's a lot of pleasure. Maybe I'll edit that out. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Maybe I won't. Um, And uh, yeah, and we'll see you next time. 